Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. It's funny, isn't it, how quickly we can spot the failure in the life of other people and miss the great sin in our own life? How quickly we seem to spot what someone else is doing wrong, and yet we miss uh, the great failures in our own life. This is the Pharisee in all of us. I can spot someone else's hypocrisy, but what about my hypocrisy? We're studying in Mark chapter 7 in our journey with the Lord Jesus, and we are dealing with the Pharisee in me and the Pharisee in you. We've discovered, first of all, that one mark of a Pharisee is that they're more concerned with tradition than they are with truth. Uh, but there's another great mark of a Pharisee in this passage and another great danger in all of our lives, and it is this. It is emphasizing words instead of heart. Uh, we read this passage already, but listen to the words again of Mark chapter 7 when Jesus answers the Pharisee, and He says unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Would you, would you get the word here, lips, and the word heart? And notice, one represents words, and the other represents what God alone sees. What are words? Words are what other people hear. It's that which we want to express. It's what we want others to perceive of us. Remember, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. We all dress up good for church, don't we? We clean up good, and we sing our hymns, and we, we give our Bible studies, we say our amens, we pat each other on the back and say, God bless you, brother. And yet, so often, in the midst of all of that religious talk, something is missing. What is missing? Our heart is not right with God. The very next verse, I think, is one of the most convicting statements in all of Scripture. The Bible says in verse 7, Jesus speaking, Howbeit in vain do they worship me. Did you know there is such a thing as vain worship, empty worship? There's a lot of worship going on in our world today. And there's a lot that goes on in churches even under the guise of worship. But may I say to you that every religious word is not honoring to God. Everything that is spoken with the lips does not actually reflect a heart of worship. You see, God is interested in the heart. The beautiful thing is, when you get your heart right, the lips will say the right thing. They will sing the right thing. They will worship God the right way publicly because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But if we're not careful, we learn to build the facade and we have no substance beneath it. Uh, like a, a fake wall, a false front, we've created something that looks very spiritual and pious and respectable, and yet God says, I see your heart. I wonder today, my friend, when God sees my heart and God sees your heart, what does He see? And so it leads us to the third and the final danger that Jesus deals with in this passage. The third mark of a Pharisee, first, was that they valued tradition over truth. Second, they were more concerned with their words than their heart. But third, they gave more attention to the externals than the internal. 
And listen to what Jesus continues to say to them beginning in verse number 14. And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. In other words, he's saying, I want to talk to the whole group now, not just the Pharisees, because this is a danger in all of us. Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. He's saying here, the danger is not on the externals. Remember, these Pharisees had criticized the disciples for not washing their hands before they ate and, and keeping the ceremonial law. He said they've missed the bigger picture. It's like people who follow the letter of the law but miss the spirit of it. In verse 17, And when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he saith unto them, Are ye so without understanding also? Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entering into the man, it cannot defile him, because it entereth not into the heart, but into the belly, and goeth out into the draught, purging all meats? And he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. What an amazing list Jesus gives here. A list that in many ways mirrors the works of the flesh that are given to us later in Paul's writings. And what is Jesus' great point? His point is this, that sin doesn't work from the outside in. It works from the inside out. Why is that? Because at our root, at our heart, at our deepest level, we are all sinners. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that doeth good. There is none that seeketh after God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags to God. In other words, all of us have sinful hearts. Can I tell you about myself? I'll just tell you about me, all right? I'm a wicked, black-hearted, hell-deserving sinner. And my sin is not because of my environment. It's not because of what someone else has done to me. My sin is because I am a sinner. And because I have a sin nature, and so do you. And one of the the great liberating truths in this passage is that we have to stop blaming everyone else and finding fault in everyone else and we've got to see the sin in us and we've got to confess it. We've got to agree with God about what God says about us. In the words of the old spiritual, it's not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And my great need is not to clean up the externals, but rather it is to deal with the internals. You see, sin begins in the heart of man. And then it works its way out. You don't have an eye problem or an ear problem or a mouth problem today. You have a heart problem. And if you let the Lord deal with your heart problem and change your heart, everything else will change as a result of that. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You remember early in this same chapter, Mark chapter 7, uh, the Lord tells us that these Pharisees had lots of rules about washing cups and pots and brazen vessels. I think there's a a beautiful parallel here uh, to their life. In other words, let's clean the outside of the cup, but leave the inside of it dirty. Uh, You know, you go to the cupboard, you get a cup that on the outside looks clean, and then you look inside of it and something is still inside the cup. Somebody says, that's gross. I'm not using that cup. Exactly. 
That's the way the Lord feels about our lives. Who cares that we clean up good uh, for, for others and for church? What does God see in my heart today? That's why in another place when Jesus dealt with the Pharisees, He said, outwardly you look good, but inwardly you're full of dead men's bones. In other words, you look like you're alive, but you're really dead. You look like light, but you're really darkness. We've got to deal with what's on the inside. This phrase is repeated in verse 15, the things which come out of Him. Verse 21, from within. Verse 23, from within. And So if you don't want to be a Pharisee, then love truth more than tradition. Deal with true worship and heart more than words and give more attention to the internal than you do the external. And if you do that, then you'll be a true follower of Jesus Christ. There's a wonderful progression here in this chapter. He deals with the Pharisees, then he deals with the multitude, but then he gets down to the disciples. And he says, do you not understand? Do you not perceive? You see, my friend, many religious people will not understand this truth, but if you're going to be a true disciple, then you must understand that it's about following Christ from the heart and honoring God from the inner man and following His truth and not other men. May God help us today not to have the spirit of the Pharisees. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.